Welcome to What's That About? This week we're discussing common sayings or common phrases and one of my favourite things and I've discussed this with other people and no one really agrees with me but I like it when like common sayings or common phrases get kind of misconstrued a bit. Like a common phrase that's a bit of a swear word is what the fuck but I like it when people kind of mix it up and they say what the shit? It doesn't really really make any sense but the point is there like what the shit? I don't know. it's i get a lot of joy from that for some reason <laughs> it's usually from someone who wouldn't normally use the phrase so they're out of practice <laughs> and they just slightly get it wrong there's actually one of the girls at work has a husband who they're quite religious he's not a guy that swears a lot or doesn't feel comfortable swearing so his go-to swear word in any situation is ah slut so, <laughs> so he was used the word slut in any situation like the tv won't turn on ah slut or like <laughs> Like, or even like there was someone who was parking their car outside outside the house and he doesn't want them parking. It's his, you know, he thinks it's his property. That's fine. He's like, ah, she's such a slut. (laughs) It's like, well, it's kind of, it's not really slut-like behavior. He's parking a car. I don't know. It's it's very good. I've got a similar thing where I had a friend who he wasn't used to like having a go at people. He's a very nice guy. And one day his car broke down and he had to pull it over onto the side of the road and a bicycle tried to get past, but because his car was there, he had to go around him. And the guy on the bike said, oh, good place to stop. And then my mate's kind of gone, I've broken down you, penis. <laughs> yeah, <that's good. laughs> one of the great good. insults. Yeah, your penis. Yeah. <laughs> Take that. Does that come back to that? (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty, we better hit the theme song and and get into the episode. Alright. Don, welcome to another episode of What's That About? What's been on your mind? What's been happening lately? Well, uh, not not too much. Uh, a couple of things. One of them, and this is something that I find funny and I've told to multiple friends and no one really agrees with me, but I'm sticking with it because mm-hmm. I know comedy. This is, and this is not you wearing uh, shoes that are a little bit too much like soccer boots again, is it? It's not that good. Okay. It's not that strong. Let's lower material. your expectations, everyone. Yep. So, uh, once again at work, I get a lot of material from people at work. One of the girls at work was kind of just general chat and was saying that she was reading an article that when people die, instead of like if they get cremated, instead of having their ashes spread out, they can actually have the option to getting their ashes kind of like pressed into like their favorite album. Like it's kind of incorporated in the actual vinyl of an album. Oh, right. Which is kind of cool, you know, if you're into music. Jeez, yeah. And then she asked me, you know, Don, what's what album would you get into? Well, like, would, would you want to be pressed into? And I said, you know, I don't know. It's too hard a question. What would you get pressed into? And she said very quickly, Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. And I said, oh, wow, you must, must really love that album. Is that your favorite album? And she's like, eh, it's okay. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. No one agrees. It's... <laughs> She's like, that's yeah, fine, I guess. <laughs> that's amusing. No, I'll give you that. That is, yeah, it's amusing. I think it's like <laughs> hilarious. The fact that she wants her body pressed into it, and yet she only thinks it's it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. 
that's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. Okay, it's, I'll take it. I'll take it. It's better than your soccer shoes, but maybe not as good as your normal your normal standard. I'm going to do a soccer shoe update right now as well. <laughs> oh, look at that. Because we've had a lot of emails asking about the soccer shoes. <laughs> and uh, the leather's softening up a little bit. And looks a bit less soccery. Oh, so good. That's good for yeah. everyone. That's, that's a great update. <laughs> that's a win. Thanks very much. <laughs> you did send me a message the other day that I found quite hilarious about when your kids are talking to you when you're trying to get them in the car. Do you remember that? Yeah. That was yeah, yeah. So whenever my kids, because anyone with younger kids knows that they talk a lot of rubbish. <laughs> And they don't care what situation they're in. If they've got something on their mind, they're going to tell you about it. So, if they're often my son in particular would be in the middle of telling me a story and I'm in a rush to try and get them to school. And so, I kind of have to just slam the door in their face, <laughs> like just to, <laughs> so I can then get in the front door. But I'm often doing it in the middle of a story. And I kind of like it. <laughs> I kind of, it's not bad. There's something about, because I reckon there are a lot of people in your life. Who you just want to slam the door in their face when they're talking at you? Oh, be but great! With, with kids, you can do it. You can totally get away with it. Yeah, and I'm always worried that he's going to be offended. But <laughs> they don't. He just even between the door, the time that I close the door and then open my driver door, he just keeps talking. <laughs> like <laughs> I reckon, I I once took the bins out in between closing the door and opening my driver door, and he was still like mid-story going along, didn't seem to care at all. My kids, my kids are exactly the same. They don't even have any sense that you've just slammed the door in their face mid-story. <laughs> they just carry on as though it's no big deal. Yeah, and so I'm not sensitive at all to it now, and I'm worried it's going to carry over into my into my other parts of my life. But we'll see. <laughs> I that was great. Okay, so you've been busy. That's three little updates from you there. That's yep. we, we've over-delivered already. That is excellent. Okay, so. Just a quick side note before we start the uh, episode. We've received a fair few podcast reviews lately. So, thank you very much to anyone that's been putting those on iTunes or wherever kind of reviews go. I know a lot of podcasts will kind of read out the five-star review. And to me, there's just no humility there. That's just arrogance. You're just kind of bragging on your own podcast. That, that feels a bit uncomfortable. Mm. But there was one, there's a, there's a, we've had a few of these, and tell me what your thoughts are. When someone will give a five-star review, not a big deal, stop going on about it, but they'll do nah. it in a way that they're kind of insulting us with the five-star. So they'll say, five stars, this isn't too bad, could be worse, I guess I'll keep listening. Mm. Now, I just want to say up front, I haven't got the self-esteem to handle that kind of a review. <laughs> you <laughs> really is. don't. <laughs> My nervous system is on the outside of my skin. I can't handle that. I need a black and white positive review. Or yeah. Or don't. Or don't bother. <laughs> have you Have you noticed those those ones? Yeah, I've only noticed the one. I think. Um. But yeah, I don't care. But but I think you look tired, like you haven't been sleeping as well. Is <laughs> uh those ones are five stars? Could be could be worse. I'm like. What do you, I don't know what you think. I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> Five stars is good. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> so, any uh, any other reviews, greatly appreciated. Just make them excessively positive. That's all That's all we're asking. Not, yeah. not, not too much. You've got Luke's, you know, he's a mess at the moment, basically. <laughs> Based on that, it affects him deeply. 
Just give it five stars. I think that guy gave you five stars. He must know you because he knows you wouldn't be able to handle any less than five stars. <laughs> but also there's a bit of, if I got bit four, of feedback there as well. If I got four stars, I would spiral. I would spiral down. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've also had lots of messages from people on Instagram and Facebook, which is fantastic. We've got Evie Stealing. Thanks so much for reaching out. We've got, look, Ali. I'm not sure what her last name is, but that's great. Okay, we've got two. Just two. That's it. <laughs> that's been that's more a lot than, for us. There's been more than two. Your, you yeah, are just, no, your phone is just two. too disorganized. <laughs> I'm new to Instagram. I'm a 41-year-old man and Instagram is very new to me. A lot of, uh, a lot of people in the United States getting on board, which is exciting. And uh, there are probably a, a few sayings we'll go through tonight that are classic Australian sayings that might be new to the uh, United States listener. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Well, let's crack into it. So we're looking at really common sayings, common phrases, um, and, and different aspects of that. So I apparently it was, and I don't remember, but one of our many, many, many uh, communications from our listeners, someone suggested at some point to go over some common sayings and look at the background because some of them are quite interesting. And, and also, you know, sayings that just don't make sense. Like they're used commonly every day, but we don't really know what they're saying or what they mean or they don't seem right in some way. So this topic is all sayings from, from every angle. Your voice was a bit unusual there. It, were you holding back a burp? I was. I bloody was. <laughs> yeah, you were, I've never... <laughs> I've seen you on the football field. You were trying harder there than you were on the football field. You were really working hard to get that burp down. I reckon I held my breath for about seven or eight words and it, it was it's a, like it was a challenge. We're talking a bit funny like this. It's like you really, you wanted to keep the show going because you're a professional, but at the same time, you were, it went for like 25 seconds as well. It's like this the burp wants to get out. Let him out. I need a, I need a burp button, like the old cough button on radio yeah, is what I need. You do. You really do. Um, before we crack into the sayings, I just got to say, I live, my wife, I live with a lady who, has, she has two things going on when it comes to sayings. She gets every saying wrong, just slightly, like every single saying wrong, or there are really common sayings that she's never heard of. And <laughs> so I'll come home and I'll say, oh, we're going to have to bite the bullet on that one. And she'll say, like, bite the bullet? What do you mean? What are you talking about? And because she has this theory that I've turned into like a bit of a corporate jargon wanker, she'll often, <laughs> I'll say, bite the bullet or kick the bucket. And she'll say, oh, you and your corporate talk. <laughs> corporate talk. <laughs> it's not corporate talk. <laughs> but she had a situation the other day where she, she started at a new kind of workplace, a new building. And this lady said, oh, yeah, you can use that office at a pinch. And she came home and goes... At a pinch, does that mean I can use the office or I can't use the office? <laughs> I'm not sure what that means. So, she's going to learn a lot in this episode. Yeah, I'll make sure make sure she listens to it. <laughs> so, Don, kick us off. A saying. What 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 were some of the uh, the sayings that came to mind for you? Well, let's let's kick off with what you just said. Bite the bullet. It's interesting. So that the meaning of the saying is obviously is to have to do something very unpleasant. But it came back from World War One, where soldiers had to be operated on without anaesthetic 
and literally had to bite a bullet to deal with the pain. The question I the question I ask is, why don't you bite on something that's not going to explode in your mouth? Why do they have to do the bullet? They had leather, they had wood, they had all, all sorts Just of things. You knuckle. Just any yeah. other option. Anything. But not bullet. So, you know, I don't know. If it's either a bullet or a grenade, they're my only options. I'm not yeah, sure what right. I can it's, use. It's weird. But that is the origin of the saying. Very interesting. I, I have a fear that I'm going to respond to all of your sayings with, that's very interesting. That's yeah. The, uh, that's I think the, that's the yeah, I think this is not our strongest theme <laughs> for an episode, but I'm actually like I've always found these fascinating, and so I'm hoping this is not our in-depth expose that we usually do, but this is a light, informative yet educational uh, episode. Right. Usually with us, you get more of a four corners, sixty minutes expose. Today, yeah. more of a BuzzFeed, more of a... This is your... Uh, is it Gizmo? Is that... Ah, uh, yeah, that sounds more like it. What's that? Giz something? Yeah, yeah, Gizmo sounds... Or Gizmodo. Or, uh, we're sounding Giz- very old. We're Gizmodo. Sounding We've never sounded older. <laughs> the old Gizmodo dragon. Yep, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to... I'll just check uh, MySpace in a minute. I'll see what Tom thinks. Only old people are going to get a Tom it's, MySpace reference. <laughs> Could I, quick side note on my, and I'm not sure if I've spoken about this before. The one feature of MySpace I thought was absolutely fantastic was how you could set a soundtrack for your page. You know how back yeah. in the back in the '90s websites had music playing when you entered them sometimes. Yeah, that was great. Where did that go? I would love to put a soundtrack to a web page. Yeah, that would be good. The most brutal bit of MySpace was the fact that you could choose your top friends. Yeah, you could choose like your five or six top. That would never oh, fly that's today. Fraught. That is fraught. That is, you know, yeah. Um, I would imagine it would be nice being in the top friends list of someone. <laughs> it would have. Um, and it would have hurt if you got kicked out. I imagine. I imagine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> quick, quick. So, you know how often I, I, I'll come up with a business idea or, or an invention like the, the separator to keep your sausages yeah. and your veggies separate on the barbecue. That's an old what's that about reference, but Very yes. Good. Quick. Quick pitch just while we're on the on the topic. Yeah. An ebook that has a soundtrack or a soundscape so that as you're reading it, depending on the page you're on, the music reflects what's going on in the story. So it's like a reading soundtrack. I f- think that would be like those greeting cards that have music playing in it. <laughs> it's a good idea, but ultimately it's a bit of a pain in the ass and too expensive. <laughs> Okay, so on that idea of interesting origins, I guess the one that I've often thought about is the old rule of thumb. And apparently the phrase rule of thumb links back to when carpenters, if they couldn't find a ruler, they knew that the the tip of the human thumb was about an inch. So they would do their measurements based on the tip of the thumb. And that was where the phrase your rule of thumb comes from. All right. That's interesting. Nice. And I just, I also said, that's interesting, <laughs> just like you said I would. <laughs> just like you said you would. How delightful. Um, yeah, how delightful. Another one. I don't know if this is, I think this is very Australian slash English, but when someone becomes pregnant, you know, we'll say they're up the duff. Mm. And so up the duff or in the club, which I think is maybe more English, means to be pregnant. And in the club refers to the, the pudding club and both duff and pudding are euphemistic expressions for penis and crudely linked to intercourse and pregnancy there you go right up the duff 
Yeah, that's mm. interesting. Noted. The yeah. ones, the ones I found even more interesting than interesting origins was sayings that just don't make sense. So when I think about those, the first one that came to mind is, "It's darkest just before the dawn." Yeah, which is obviously something you might say if someone's going through a difficult time when things are at their worst. Often things get better from that point. But I'm no astronomer, but I think it's darkest around midnight when the point you're on the planet is the opposite from where the sun is. Just before dawn, it's it's the light is already filtering because of the curvature of the planet. So it's not darkest just before the dawn, it's darkest at midnight. Idiots. That's Absolute dark. fools. Ah, so silly. Another one, money can't buy happiness. So apparently long-term happiness, um, it doesn't matter what your bank account looks like, but money can in fact buy you short-term bursts of joy. And... Short-term burst of joy is exactly how your wife described your wedding night. Oh! Yes! Zing. Zoom. Yes. Now, there's another one. There's another saying I've got. This is, um, it's said, pick the low-hanging fruit first. It's also how your wife describes your wedding night. <laughs> don't know what that means. I don't actually know what that means. <laughs> Hanging and fruit kind of... I don't know what that means. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, no sweating like a pig. Apparently, yeah, pigs can't sweat. Really? Just drop the microphone there. Yep. Another one, and you would have heard this a lot, probably on the Brady Bunch. It takes more muscles to frown than to smile, which is actually wrong. Takes about ten muscles to smile. Takes only three muscles to frown. Nice. So yeah, take that. Frown it up, guys, because <laughs> you're conserving energy. Good for you. <laughs> You know, when we thought about this topic, the very first saying that came to mind for me, and it's one that I, to this day, even after researching it, it's not clear to me what it means, Mm. is you've lucked out. I've had many a conversation with people about lucked out and whether it means you're out of luck or whether it means you're in In luck. luck. How do you use it? I I don't use it. Just to steer clear of the controversy? Because <laughs> it's not 1985, for one. <laughs> <laughs> but if I was back in 1985, I don't want to say it's luck, I've lucked out. I would probably use it as in you are lucky. Right. <laughs> Young Squire has really lucked out. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> not the 30s. <laughs> so I looked it up and... So, I think where the confusion lies is back in the 40s, lucked out means run out of luck. And yeah. it was used in World War II. If you have been wounded or killed in action, you've lucked out, you've run out of luck. But in about the 80s, it, it went the opposite. So, the Oxford Dictionary describes it as to achieve success or advantage through good luck. So, I think lucked yeah. out actually means good luck in this day and now. age. Now. Yeah. Let's just clear that up once and for all. It doesn't really make sense, though. I've lucked out implies you are out of luck. That's exactly what it sounds like, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But I've always used it the opposite. Um, I used to. Not anymore. Not anymore. I'm a modern man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've got one. Now, this isn't really... I, I just found this saying and I have... I just reminded me of something. So, there's a saying, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Mm. Can't argue with that. But it remind, always reminds me of a story back in the day. I can't remember who the comedian was, but it was a female comic. And she says, you know, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. But for me, I think when life gives you AIDS, make lemonades. 
and <laughs> like it's it's really good. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's, <laughs> that don't one, know who it was, but I've always thought that was pretty clever. <laughs> that one when life give you lemons, make lemonade. I'm not sure if like like you know how kids sometimes will just see things in a very clever way that as a grown up you can't see it that way. Yeah, like my eight year old when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Like she'll say, well, it can't just give you lemons. You also need you need a tonic water, you need sugar. You like it doesn't actually make you can't make lemonade. Lemon. You know, kids like oh, that's actually very true, very very yeah. true. Yeah, very logical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one that always confused me, and I still struggle with it, is the old "you can't have your cake and eat it too." Yeah, that is a funny one, isn't it? Which clearly, if you are eating the cake, you are having it. Um, so it implies holding the cake should be sufficient. To have the cake is sufficient. If you want to eat it too, that's being ridiculous. Yeah, or, being you, or you can't. Yeah, you can't do both. You can either eat it or you can have it, but you can't do both. Yeah. Yeah. So I think when uh, people looked into the origins of this, it used to be the other way around. So it was you can't eat your cake and have it too, right. meaning that once you've eaten it, you can then no longer it's have done. it. It's done. And that was the way it was originally. And then we flipped it for some reason and then it became less logical. Yeah. Classic us. That's what we do. Silly sluts that we are. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Another one, just already jump in there. I know we're taking turns there in a very collaborative fashion, but I'm just going to jump in. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) The other one that I hear a lot of when people say, I could care less. I think you mean, is it I couldn't care less? That's the thing. The real oh, phrase it's like is... sarcasm. It's just sarcasm. Oh, it's like, maybe that's, I'm not getting the sarcasm. Because I'm just <laughs> like, I think you mean you couldn't care less. Because if you could care less, that means you're caring some. Which means you actually, yeah, that's you actually right. care. So, yeah. it's the sarcasm that got me there. Good point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any others that don't make sense? Because mine stopped at the, the AIDS reference. <laughs> I've got a couple of really well-worn ones that we've all heard a hundred times before. Like the old... I slept like a baby, you know, so you cried yeah. all night and wet yourself. Yeah, the early, classic. The early bird gets the worm, oh, so the early worm gets eaten by the bird. A few of those kind of ones which just don't make an awful lot of sense. Well, does that not make sense? The early bird gets the worm? It does make sense, but it neglects the perspective of the worm. The early worm gets yeah, eaten by the bird. Yeah, but it doesn't mean it doesn't make sense. Sure, it does make sense. Worms are assholes. <laughs> are they... <laughs> Sluts They Absolute sluts They deserve everything they get Ooh look at me in the soil That's (laughs) Look at me in the soil That's the uh... (laughs) I reckon we should start naming the titles of these episodes After random quotes from the episode Yeah If if we name this episode Look at me in the soil (laughs) No one's gonna listen to it Barely anyone does at the moment I think that would be the death knell of the podcast. If you had to draw, just say you got commissioned by a TV show to make a cartoon where the lead actor or the lead character was a uh, uh, worm. Yeah. Would that worm have a pair of glasses on or not? I'm not sure about glasses, but definitely a hat. Um, (laughs) And... You know, I haven't thought about his vision, but Sun Smart is, you know, it's they're not crazy. In my in my head, it's a hat, it's glasses, and it's a scarf. 
I don't yeah. know, I don't know why. You've but... basically described Mr. Peanut. I think uh... <laughs> Who's Mr. Peanut? You know Mr. Peanut? No. He's like a <laughs> no, <I don't> <laughs> It's like a peanut with a monocle. I think he was like used for peanut advertising back in the day. Right, okay. Yeah. I don't know if Mr. Peanut's a thing. I should look at that actually. <laughs> Hang on. I can see. imagine him. Even though I've never seen him, I can already imagine what he looks like. He sounds Hang cute. On. He sounds very cute. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you see that? Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I thought he would look like. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Just Google Mr. Peanut and you'll see what I'm talking about. Or and a, he's got some fetching legs. Oh, yeah. Mr. Peanut. <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a pair of pins on him. Old, uh, yeah, old, he does. Old the old slut. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he actually looks like the the old man from the Monopoly game, but in peanut form is exactly he what he looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he does. It's like a rejected <laughs> Monopoly um, thing. It's, uh, Mr. Peanut's got legs till Tuesday. He does have legs till Tuesday. <laughs> um, the other little angle I looked at, you know, there are sayings that are just fun to say. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, I like saying the word crummies. I like, I like crummies and lozenge. Lozenge, yep. very good. Phrases like tickety boo. You're like, uh, hang on, how would you use that in a sentence? So just ask me how are things going? Hey, Luke, how are things going? Ah, tickety boo. Things are You've absolutely tickety boo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, if you ever. <laughs> Don't uh, use that, please. <laughs> is that a saying? It's, a, it's, it's absolutely a saying. Tickety boo right. is, is a great saying. Apparently, when kind of like Britain used to rule over India, there was a Hindi expression called Tiki Babu, which meant everything's all right, sir. Yeah. And it's kind of evolved from there. Tickety boo. Ah, another one I like saying. Yep. She'll be apples. She'll be apples. She'll be apples is in, what's the origins of she'll be apples? So she'll be apples is rhyming slang. So it came from apple and spice or apple and rice for nice. So that right. was how it was used. If something was nice, it was apple and rice. And now it's lost all connection with that and it's just she'll be apples. Yeah, it's a lost all connection when they tasted apple and rice and realised it was rubbish. <laughs> what a combination. <laughs> yeah. Who put apple and rice together? That is garbage. <laughs> what slut did that? <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Are there any other kind of categories of, uh, of sayings you looked at? No, nah, i got a couple more, which are pretty run-of-the-mill that most people know. But, you know, mad as a hatter, which means to be crazy or insane. Uh, comes back was... from hatters back in the day who used mercury in felting and, and the mercury, which we now know. You can get mercury poisoning, which makes people um, act a bit crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's a classic. Another one, piss poor, which is... Oh, yeah. I thought it was an Australian saying, piss poor. I, I don't know if it is, but back in the day, urine was used in tanneries to soak the animal hides and it was a way for very poor families to make a few extra dollars was to sell their own urine. So piss poor oh, wow. reflects that. That's a fantastic. Urine. That's the most interesting one yet. That yeah, is I think really that is actually genuinely interesting. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. well done. Well done. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm good. This guy is good. Because it does sound very, very Australian, which was the other category I looked at, which I, I didn't really find. There's one here I'll come to in a minute. So I know, I know a guy, he's an acquaintance, um, who will often drop just the most 
Australian... They're not the kind of Australian sayings you'll read if you Google Australian sayings. You won't hear these. Yeah. But they're ones that if you grew up in Australia, there's always a dad or an uncle that says these things. So, mm-hmm. when you leave him at the end of a, an event or an activity, he'll say, all right, I'll, uh, I'll see you when I'm looking at you next. That is, right. that is so Australian in a non-cliched way. But it's something you'd usually hear from someone that was 60 or 70 years old. Yes. Yeah. This guy is not 60 or 70. Or the old, well, if that's dinner, then I've had it, is another in that category. But the yeah. best the best I ever heard was when he was referring to me having no luck or being out of luck or lucked out or whatever we decided it was. Yeah. Um, he said, you'd fall into a barrel of nipples and come out sucking your thumb. Right. Which... <laughs> He's incredibly descriptive. It's a little too descriptive. It's a little bit more of a disturbing insight into his private life than I need it. <laughs> but the, the, the one that I... I, uh, I think I texted this to you the other day and you'd never heard of it. Mm. But there's... You might need to beat me out here. But there's one Australian saying, which is, we're not here to fuck spiders. Yeah, never heard that before. Never heard of it, which... Nah. It's really quite popular now. Like a lot of people will, will kind of reference that. Really? What's that? What's it mean? So Where does it, it come from? It means like we're here to get the job done. We're not here to muck around. Is, and is how does it, it make sense? I think it comes from a movie in the 70s where there was some kind of, like it was some obscure Vietnam War film where there was like a scorpion and a spider having a, a fight in a, mili- a military tent. And it, it kind of emerged out of that from a line in the film. But I've heard that referenced so many times over the last 10 years. Right. Which, you know, often stand-up comedians will do a bit about it where it's like, you know, that presumes that there are times where you're there to fuck spiders. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but quite a good saying. I'll, I think it's quite good. Yeah, I think that's one of those situations where I've never really heard of it. And now that you've mentioned it to me, I'll probably hear it tomorrow yes. on TV or something. You know, that happens a lot. It does. It absolutely does. Yeah. I think it's the... Um, it's called the availability bias. Is the uh, is the term for that? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, you slut. Let's move on with the show. <laughs> Any other sayings that that tickled your fancy? Which we, we I need to look that up. What does tickled your fancy come from? Yeah, tickled your fancy. Well, not really. I've got a bunch of Australian sayings. They're not that interesting. Um, so I'm just gonna get rid of them. Do I have any others? Let's have a look. No, not really. I think that we've probably done enough. What do you think? Have you got any others you want to bust out? No, nah, more than enough. The, the the things I have left on my page are even less interesting than the ones I've said so far. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's call that then. I reckon there's some, there is some interesting saying. There is some other ones. If you're interested, just Google interesting origins of sayings. That's <laughs> what on. we did. Well, you, know what yeah. I just, you know what I've just realized? Hmm. At no point did we do a Don's definition. Well, I don't think it, this topic lends itself to a Don's definition. But you like it, it's it's a real pillar of the show, the Don's definition. It is. You almost need to shoehorn in a Don's definition. Like, what is a what is a saying? You need to let's go back to first principles. Yeah. Nah. No. <laughs> Too lazy. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, Do we have time for a quick social etiquette segment? I think so. 
Alrighty, let's uh, hit the music. If you've got a social problem that makes you want to run and hide, then we recommend you listen to Luke and Don's Etiquette Guide. Luke and Don's Etiquette Guide, if you want. Alright, Don, as you know, I'm a, I love a text message. Not a massive, not a massive phone caller. I think we might have even covered that before. Mm. There's something that happens quite often when I will text someone and they will then call me back immediately. Yeah. And what's happening in those situations is the call comes back so quickly, I can't possibly pretend that I'm not still with my phone. Yeah. And I'll then be forced to pick it up, which is not what I wanted. If I wanted a phone call, I would have made a phone call. Yeah, it's tough. And then in the call, the person will inevitably say, oh, g'day, I just thought it was easy to, to talk it through. Yeah. Which clearly I didn't think that because I sent a text message. Yeah, and then like you, it's a tough, yeah. And then you left in a position where you have to pretty much agree with them and go, yes, it is much easier to talk it through. Like you're some kind of an idiot that didn't think that option on, you know, was on the table that you can make phone calls. Mm. So I guess what I'm saying is, how do I handle this? Do I ignore the call? Do I actually say in the call, oh no, I was happy to handle it over text. Because now I'm now I'm caught up in a phone call. You which... can't say that. <laughs> you can't just say, let's just keep this on text. Because I'm, this is interesting because we text each other usually every day, multiple times a day, usually garbage not, the whole time. Not garbage. When you sent me that stuff about your soccer boots, I'm like, this is quality content. This is Yeah, cool. I was referring to your content. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my content's obviously gold. Curated gold bullion. But yours is... Nah. But I know for like I know there's been times when I've called you and right after you've texted me and I'm like ah, I'm just gonna ring him, <laughs> just gonna ring him, and then <laughs> so th- this is how Luke handles it. He just doesn't answer the phone. <laughs> <laughs> the way you should now with with me and to be honest, I've probably done it to him as well. <laughs> That, that's fine because we're brothers, and I just go, ah, the, he's just too the sluts too too lazy to answer the phone. But with someone who it actually matters um, if you answer the phone, I instantly start thinking, has there been enough time? Yes, between the message, <laughs> like, has there been enough time that I maybe I've gone to the toilet, maybe I've gone to get a drink? Like, has there? If it's literally like a second later, it's really hard not to answer it. I reckon um, if it's if it's more than ten seconds, anything could have happened. Your phone yeah, could have been thrown know. out the window in that time. Anything. Plus, you've got kids. Ah, Plus, tantrums. you know, the volume. I didn't have the volume up. Sorry, I just <laughs> went to get a drink and didn't hear anything. There's a lot of. <laughs> I, sent, I sent the text and then threw my phone across the room. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> got on with my day. Yeah, it's a tough one. I think there's always ways out of it. But for the person that's ringing, there's always a lingering kind of, he just ignored my call. Yeah, totally. He screened me. He absolutely he, screened me. He bloody ignored my call. <laughs> in in their defense, though, often I will send a message which is like 37 questions, lots of logistical planning required, yeah. and a phone call is is the appropriate way to go. I just don't like phone calls. That's, that's what yeah, I'm saying. I think it depends on like... <laughs> Your relationship with them Because we've all been there Where sometimes Texting's a bit of a pain And you just don't want to have to do it What I find more interesting is This is kind of like a More of a tangent But have you ever Sent a message to someone 
talking about them, which you were meant to send to someone else, but you accidentally sent it to them instead. I've never, I've never done that, but I've heard it happening quite often. I did it once, oh. and it was a hell of a night. Were you in? Were you saying anything negative about the person? Yeah. Oh, I was. But I got out of it. But how'd you get out um, of it? Ah, uh, just intellect. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just sheer cunning, <laughs> sheer cunning and wit. That's how I did it. But <laughs> no, I think I was messaging someone was wasn't a friend. It was like a uni thing, and it was just a bit of a pain generally. And I think they messaged something which was really arrogant. And I was going to send it to someone else saying, oh, he just messaged. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't go into too much detail. But I kind of was vague enough in the message that I was able to talk myself out of it. But they rang straight after I sent, accidentally sent it to them. They rang you? They rang straight after. Must have been thinking it was within, about him. He must have known the situation. Within 10 but seconds? I managed, oh, oh, five seconds. Oh, so you had three to, or four you, seconds. You had to answer. Yep. I had to. I did answer, oh, and geez. I talked my way out of it. But it was touch and go. Oh, it, I was feeling sick for days. <laughs> yeah, it was not good. <laughs> the it number was of, not good. The number of times when I, if I say anything remotely negative about someone in a written form, whether it's email or text, mm. I will check all recipients in terms of CC, BCC. <laughs> I will go through the chain of the email <laughs> to make sure that they're not going to read anything below that's going to incriminate me. I want a clean record. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's not... Guys... What regular what's that about listeners know? I'm a good guy. I don't actually go around slagging people off that often. But this guy was a real piece of work. You have called, and you've called me a slut about thirty seven times in this episode. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. That's that's probably enough on the So we didn't really resolve anything there. <laughs> we never do. We never do. No. Anyway, just do what you're going to do. And just, they probably but, know uh, you're screening them. I that's think, all we can really say. I think we have to decide though. Any more than 10 seconds and there's enough shadow of doubt that your phone could have been put down and you've walked away. So, yeah. within 10 seconds, answer it. Over 10 seconds, you're in the clear, buddy. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right. That uh, probably does us a little bit of a jaunt through sayings and a uh, you know me not liking phone calls. And that's, yeah. that'll do us for an episode. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. I'm going to say leave a review. Why not? We're actually getting some good reviews. We really, we do actually really appreciate it. Send us a review or just even reach out with any topic suggestions. We've had a couple of good ones recently via Instagram. We really appreciate it. Reach out. Say good day. There's, there's nothing sadder in the world than we get a positive review or a positive message. And Don and I are on the phone like you wouldn't believe. We're just like, yes! Yeah, I don't think... Exclamation marks have been given more of a workout than when when we get a positive review and Luke reads it. Like he's usually it's like twenty seven exclamation marks. Actually, I actually learned a whole new feature of text messaging because of my excitement levels around positive reviews. You know, you can make a capital letter by pressing that upwards shift arrow button once. Yeah, you press it twice, and then your letters stay capitalized the entire time you're writing. Yeah, did you know that? Yeah. I never knew that until I got excited about a review. <laughs> that explains why you're yelling at me in text all the time. <laughs> the best. 
Yeah. All right. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Welcome to 2004. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Cool. Well, thanks for listening. We'll be back at some point with another episode. I think we're up to episode 70 something. Not sure exactly what, but edging towards the 100. And ah, look, we should do something special for the 100. Any ideas? Send them through. Send them through. Why not? Beautiful. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. All right. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.